Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVito. On this week's episode, I'm pleased to have Bernardo in studio with me. Bernardo is an apprentice at Local 208 in Denver. Bernardo is in his fourth year of a five-year program and will become an HVAC technician when graduated. I'm pleased to talk with Bernardo today and learn more about his experience in the apprenticeship program, what's next for him, and what he is most excited about for his future. Bernardo, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. So, Bernardo, tell us a little bit about yourself. I believe you have just about one year left in your program. Is that correct? That is correct, and uh, I've been with my current contractor, American Mechanical Services, for a little over four years now. I started off as a pipe tradesman. I stuck that out for a year to wait to get into the apprenticeship, and so far it's been one of the better decisions I've ever made in my life, you know, career-wise. Tell me, what, what, how did you find the job of a pipe tradesman? What was that? Uh, how did you find the opening? So the opening was kind of interesting. I believe it was back in 2017. I was working at a property mm-hmm. as a maintenance maintenance technician, you know. So mm-hmm. I would be, you know, change light bulbs and stuff like that. My contractor actually went out there, and at the time I was paying out of pocket to go to one of the community colleges in Colorado to do HVAC. You know, that was my main goal. How it started off was the the guy that went out there now, that, that went out there is one of my journeymen now, he was, you know, getting wrapped up, getting wrapped up for the day, and I just helped him take tanks down and equipment down from the roof, and I started talking to him and stuff like that. And you know, one thing led to another. I, I got introduced to his boss, which is now my boss, mm. and uh, we chatted for a bit. Asked me why I'm interested, and one thing led to another, and I was hired on within two to three weeks after that conversation. Really? Yes, sir. You said it was one of the best decisions. Why do you say that? I guess financially, mm-hmm. you know. So at first it was rough. It was a rough start. Uh, when, when, you're, when you start off in the apprenticeship, it's not all that glamorous. You are working nonstop, you, but you do get offered most of the overtime, you know. Mm-hmm. You do work eight hours every day f- for five days a week, and if need be, possibly overtime and stuff like that. And the reason why I say it's one of the best decisions I've made is because now I have a three-year-old daughter and it Mm. it allows me to have time with her. You know, I could say, you know, like, Hey, can you schedule me off such day? You know, I want to spend time with my family, Mm -hmm. you know, so it gives me the opportunity to do that in that sense. So then this maintenance job, you had a passion for HVAC. Why was that? What was, what drew you towards the HVAC side of things? Well, what drew me th- towards the HVAC side of things was uh, back then I was trying to follow a different type of career path, and it just didn't seem to you know pan out. It didn't, didn't work out, and uh, I was working at a different property back then, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, it was a commercial b- building, and the building engineer there, you know, he took me down to a mechanical room. I, you know, after I've told him that I don't know what I'm going to do. So he goes, come, come, with me, come with me, Bernardo, you know? So mm-hmm. me and him became really good friends. We're still in touch. He took me down to this um, mechanical room, and he started showing me what a chiller was, what a flat plate heat exchanger was, what an air handler was, you know? And 
here I am, you know, new. I have no idea what that is. All I know is what a swamp cooler was, you know. Like, I have no idea. But he started explaining all this stuff. And at the end of the conversation, he goes, if you do this, it'll pay you for the rest of your life. And you won't have to worry about having a roof over your head or having food on the table. You know, and that to me, growing up, was a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad would work two jobs. And my mom would work two jobs, you know, just to keep a roof over our heads. You know, I have an older an older sister and a younger brother. And they did all that. They sacrificed time to do that for us, you know. And that's one thing that I, I don't want to I don't want to do. Yeah. Is take away time from my family. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're getting some opportunities both uh, to help manage your schedule and help manage things outside the, the, the regular office hours and be able to incorporate some of those things into your day-to-day, and that, that's mm-hmm. really good. AMS is a great company and a great employer, and uh, we're very lucky to have them as a member. So talk to me. There are a lot of listeners who probably don't know what it means to be an apprentice or how to start their career in where they go after they, they you complete an apprenticeship program. Walk us through a typical day for you. Like, what does a typical day look like? And, you know, as you get closer here to the end of your training, like, what 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 will that next phase look like for you? Okay. So, I guess um, my day-to-day, it, it varies. You know, it varies consistently. Not every day is the same, which is one of the benefits, I'd say, in my opinion, about this trade. You know, you could be... You know, on the north side of town, you could be, you know, next thing you know, you could be down by Castle Rock or, you know, as far east as Lyman. You know, it, it just varies. And that's probably one of the better things. But uh, my day-to-day goes by, you know, seeing what the call is, seeing what's the, the situation at hand. You know, if there is a situation at hand, maybe you might be doing a maintenance, you know. You might be checking on equipment and then you run into something that's broke. And then you got to tell the customer, hey... You know, this is what what I found on your maintenance, and I'm going to go ahead and, you know, submit a a quote to get that that part replaced or, you know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So my day varies. You know, I could be dealing with with a rooftop, and then the next I could be dealing with a chiller, you know, it's just or a furnace. It it just varies. It's a good uh, wide range of things that you could be doing. Are you seeing uh, problems sourcing equipment today? With, you know, they talk about sourcing and getting materials and product, uh, you know, to job sites and things like that. Are you seeing that on job sites that you're working on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've definitely ran into that a couple times, actually. But the biggest ones that I've remembered was uh, there was this control board just for, you know, a rooftop that it's very common. You know, you see that equipment almost everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And... We got the last two in the country at the time because oh, wow. we were just running so low. And, you know, it was the middle of winter, and they, I mean, our customers need heat. So uh, my boss saw the opportunity, and he's just like, all right, let's, you know, let's order it and stuff like that. So, good. Yeah, I've mm. definitely seen an issue. <laughs> so, your fourth year, you're going to go into the last year of your programming. Once you graduate, what's next for Bernardo? Uh, well, obviously, first first things first, I want to continue doing mm-hmm. what I do. You know, I like what I do. And I, 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 I could see myself being with the employer I'm at for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. But one of the, I think I was actually talking to about this with one of my coworkers today. And I think one of the biggest things that I want to do is just give back to the industry. 
you know, because I feel like so much was given to me. I want to be able to give back, you know. So in, in a sense of uh, possibly one day teaching, maybe, you know, that'd be cool. I think that'd be a, a, good, uh, a good way to give back, you know. What better way, way to give back to future generations to come than to show them a thing or two, you know. Yeah. To make their life easier, to, you know, get them home on time and stuff like that. You know, that's what I think is one of the biggest things okay. I could see myself doing. Well, I hope that means you're going to become an instructor. Well, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah. Good. So what do you think the best parts of the apprenticeship training program is? And if you could change one thing, what would it be? The best parts about the, uh, the apprenticeship training is, you know, it was a little difficult, I guess. Uh, let me start off there. Uh, for me especially, well, for at least for my class, mm-hmm. because we got caught right in the middle of pandemic. You know, it was, boom, second year, pandemic hit. You know, mm-hmm. there was hardly anything to be hands-on. You know, that was the most difficult part, you know, which no one had control over. You know, no one's to blame. It was difficult. But the best part of it is the training itself, you know. There, uh, I feel like I've learned quite a few things from any class that I was able to apply on my day-to-day basis. You know, like I said, make my job just slightly easier, just be able to hone those skills and just, you know, make it a little quicker next time, you know. Do you feel like this current path that you're on is going to allow you to make an impact in your community? And, and in so, if so, in what way? Well, I would say yes. You know, I would say it definitely allows me to make an impact in my my community because not necessarily just me, but I know a lot of other like a uh, lot of other classmates of mine. They work on hospitals and stuff like that. You know, which are very important. And I think and, and keeping air quality, you know, maintained and stuff like that. So I do think, in, in a sense, I, I I do make an impact in my community. I'm able to provide them a comfortable environment. So what's the coolest building or piece of equipment or project you've worked on so far? I, I did do one big, like, controls project, probably at the, at the start of my apprenticeship. And at the time, I was just running wire, landing wire, and it was just a big controls project that we had to do for this building. And, you know, I was just doing what they, what they were telling me to do. But now, looking back, I, I, I like... It all makes sense now. You know, mm-hmm. it makes sense of why I did what I did. And it makes me look at things just slightly different, you know, controls-wise, you know, yep. and, and how how certain, you know, room temperatures are maintained while this lady over here doesn't want her office as cold, you know, and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, for the average listener, they probably don't know what controls are. So controls are just a way in which to make the equipment communicate and be able to control the equipment or talk to us a little bit about what controls work is. Well, I don't know if I'm really qualified to do that, but you know, from what I know it's like, okay, so controls is like from what, like I was taught to be able to maintain certain temperature spaces, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you have one equipment that serves different areas. What it does is just opens or closes a damper or if it, if the space gets too cold it heats it up so it's, it's like a nest on steroids something you'd find in our home <laughs> i guess so a, ther- <laughs> yeah. a thermostat electrical control that allows different parts of the building whether it be yeah. south side west side exposure yeah, to exactly. be the same temperature as the north side so if you uh, were a guest again on this show in about five years what do you think you'd be able to tell me and what would be your biggest career achievement? In five years, I would, I would like to, have, to be in a position where I am on a day-to-day 
just able to help, like help my coworkers, help apprentices in that sense. I don't know if that makes yeah. But in five years, I want to be able to to say I reached a good point in my life, you know, where I am a competent person, where someone can call me without feeling stressed, you know, where they could say, "Hey, man, like this is what's what's going on. This is the situation." And I'd say, yeah, no worries, like help him out and help him through the phone. Or if I get a chance to break away and go give him a hand out there, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. In five years, I guess we'll see. But I haven't really looked that far into it. I just take it day by day, really. Yeah. Well, that's fair because you're trying to absorb all that you can. That's right. While you're in there, while you're in the program. I see it in five years being somebody who's helping, like you said, those apprentices that are first, second, third, fourth year trying to learn the systems and be able to troubleshoot, I would imagine you probably phoned a few people saying, I'm on this job site. Here's what's going on. I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've definitely made those phone calls. Yeah. You know, and I am not one to shy away from that. Hey, I need help. You know, like, yep. that's one that's thing good. That, that I'm not afraid of doing. Why? Because okay. if I'm working on a dangerous piece of equipment, I want to know what I'm doing. You yep. know, and if someone knows more about it, I am not afraid to ask questions. Good. Final question. When you were little, what did you dream that you were going to be when you grew up? Is what you're doing that dream? <laughs> well, when I was little, I wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. I haven't quite touched the moon yet, but we're getting yeah. there. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, we work on projects that involve rocket launchers and Orion space capsules and uh, all over the state. And I'm sure that uh, one day those two things will kind of intersect for you so if uh what's what's your what's your career goal now i mean you're going to graduate you kind of gave us a glimpse into five years i mean do you do you want to transition into the office and start you know working projects do you want to bid jobs do you want to be a service manager what 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 do you what do you think you're going to be doing i hope one day i do transition into like a uh, office position yeah you know more i see myself not necessarily as a manager mm -hmm. but more like a possibly a field supervisor hopefully mm -hmm. that's all i can say is hopefully because i just uh i like lo looking at, at at certain people you know mm -hmm. like i feel like that's a good way to go you know i feel like for me personally that's kind of wh what i want to strive for well thank you Appreciate you coming today. Uh, it was fun learning a little bit about more, a uh, little bit more about you and your career path, and I appreciate you sharing your story with us. That concludes our show. Thank you for joining us today. In future episodes, we'll explore the industry, hear success stories, and learn more about technology advances and gain a glimpse into what's next for the industry. Stay tuned for more industry insights, news and information about the women and men building our communities, building our skyline, building our future. Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.